July 3rd, 2020. This is the All-American Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Seawright. Well, tomorrow is Independence Day, and it's important to recognize that the freedoms we claimed on July 4, 1776, and again in 1862 with the Emancipation Proclamation, and again with the 13th Amendment in 1865, and on multiple occasions to follow throughout our history, these freedoms that we have fought for and secured are unalienable, they are beautiful, and they are what set us apart from dictatorships, communist regimes, theocracies, and monarchies the world over. Remember that even today, there are countries that will prosecute you for your speech, and I don't mean only in the third world. Due to an erosion of freedom in Western civilization, these countries now amazingly include Canada and Great Britain. How did it come to this? Well, I'll tell you. People became too comfortable and too complacent and allowed their politicians to get away with it. That's how. It's pathetic. In a free society, you have to guard and protect your freedoms, or corrupt people will strip you of them. It's happening all over Europe and North America today. And oppression is everywhere that governments rule over you rather than represent you. Even today, there are countries across the Islamic world where slavery, real slavery, still exists and where black people have no rights. Even today, there are, there are countries like Britain and Brazil where criminals have all of the guns and you'll be prosecuted for trying to defend yourself with one. Can you believe that the freedoms our politicians of the past once embraced are now despised by politicians of the present? This is criminal, people. It is simply criminal. But while the assault on our liberties is pervasive, we still hold on to these freedoms as Americans and will fight to keep them because we don't want to be slaves or subjects. We don't want to live under tyranny for any reason or purpose and prefer to take the risks that go along with living in a free society. Yet we are at a critical point in history where both our sovereignty as an independent nation and our individual freedoms are under heavy assault by politicians and their minions in the form of extremist organizations like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, to name just a couple. These are acknowledged Marxist organizations that call themselves anti-fascists while behaving precisely as fascists do. You see, communists and fascists are really two sides of the same authoritarian coin, but the foot soldiers doing the bidding of their masters aren't smart enough to figure that out. So listen, young revolutionaries. It's not the label that matters, it's the behavior you can say you are whatever you want, but it's your behavior that tells the true story, and your behavior which seeks to control and destroy that which it doesn't like and can't control is the story of both fascism and communism. You pretend you value freedom. You don't. You see, controlling people's thoughts, their nonviolent behavior, their speech, their property, and their economic liberty is not anti-fascist. It's the height of fascism, and it's as un-American as it gets. 
being anti-fascist is such a clever little misnomer, and it's designed to appeal to those high on emotion and completely incapable of rational thought. So while the Orwellian-named Antifa pushes their anti-freedom agenda at the behest of their globalist benefactors, while they continue to scream at people in restaurants, force them to kneel or lie down on the ground in a ritual of submission, while they club people over the head for exercising their free speech rights, religious rights, property rights, and more, and try to force everyone onto the communist plantation, while they pursue their revolution, which they hope will lead to seizing the reins of power and government, which will really allow them to force their agenda on us. While they do all of this, we must stand up firmly and resolutely, as the Founding Fathers did. We need to stand up and be counted and claim our freedom and reject their tyrannical aspirations on every level and on every battlefield. We need to let them know in no uncertain terms we are not going to accept this, and it can't be just limited to talk. Yes, our, ta- our action, of course, needs to be vocal, but it also needs to be political by our vote. It needs to be legal by filing lawsuits against those who abuse the power of their offices. It needs to be financial by doing business with those who support the cause of liberty and financially cutting off those who don't. And it needs to be physical by being prepared to defend yourself, the lives of the innocent when the mobs come burning down the neighborhoods, your business and your property. You cannot and you must not lie down or kneel in front of 100 foaming-at-the-mouth riotous thugs bearing Molotov cocktails as gifts. You cannot give up your home and the security of your family or neighbors to a mob descending on your property demanding that you submit to their will. Our corrupt politicians and their extremist front groups are working overtime to destroy what is left of our freedoms and our culture and may need a reminder of what freedom really means. So I hope you call your representatives at every level of government to let them know you do not accept tyrannical rule from them nor their double standards and you should not comply with their unconstitutional edicts. Let them know about it just like the Founding Fathers let the King of Great Britain know and be prepared to go to the courts, to the ballot box, and everywhere necessary to confront their tyranny. Give these politicians a history lesson they will never forget. They badly need one, as I doubt any politician who is backing this Marxist revolution have ever read, much less understand or care about, either the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution of the United States. Being the 4th of July tomorrow, however, let's focus a bit on the Declaration of Independence. It was on July 2nd, 1776, the Continental Congress voted in favor of independence from Britain, and two days later, on July 4th, delegates from the 13 colonies adopted the Declaration of Independence, which was a historic document drafted by none other than Thomas Jefferson. And before reading off a list of the king's offenses against the American people, the Declaration read as follows. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth 
the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the natures God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. Folks, the Declaration of Independence then ran through a litany of offenses by the king, and then ended with this. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress, assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That's the Declaration of Independence, folks. And with that, I'll leave you with your quote of the day, and it comes from Ronald Reagan. The Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of these United States are covenants we have made not only with ourselves, but with all mankind. Our founding documents proclaim to the world that freedom is not the sole prerogative of a chosen few. It is the universal right of all God's children. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. 
Celebrate your freedoms and don't let these petty tyrants in our governor's and mayor's mansions take them away from you. Our future depends on all of us fighting to preserve our rights. Thank you and good night.